0: Thanks everyone for joining us today i'm jeff champion professional practice league risk for osaka joining me today to talk about her recently released article the future technology risk four ways to build stakeholder trust in technology beth mckinney beth thanks for joining us today
1: hi good afternoon thank you for having me looking forward to the conversation
0: same here just to give our users some content mm-hmm. can you tell them a little bit about yourself
1: Absolutely. So um, my name is Beth McKenney. I am a partner in KPMG's technology risk practice. Um, I've been in the technology risk space for over 20 years. uh, And what a journey it's been from when I started to where we are today. Um, Within KPMG, I lead client engagements, um, but I also lead our technology risk modernization uh, solutions. And We're really focused on uh, and making investments in our COE to help with methodologies, thought leadership, like we'll talk about today, um, and tools around emerging risk topics like cloud migration, AI, DevSecOps, modern IT delivery. Um, So really looking forward to the conversation today. I, I think this field of technology risk really has a spotlight on it right now, um, as organizations try to navigate, you know, the landscape and requirements and, you know, ultimately just protect their technology investments.
0: Definitely interesting topic. Mm -hmm. What would you think the challenges of organization risk functions are facing today?
1: Gosh, there's, there's so many challenges out there for tech risk functions to navigate. Um, I think, You know, there's just so many requirements that are coming at tech risk managers. Um, They have to run kind of the day to day, but also manage all the things that are happening in the organization. So whether that be new transformations, acquisitions, new compliance requirements that are popping up, um, expectations from their external auditors, or um, one of the things we're really seeing is just an up an uptick of requirements from your external stakeholders in terms of your customers on, on what you're doing. So it's, you know, tech teams really have to think about their resources and priorities and, and be flexible and resourced. Um, so that operating model is really important. Asking yourself questions, right? Like, do I have the right operating model to, and focus on the right priority activities given you have so much on your plate? Um, And how do you leverage the broader organization to help divide and conquer? Um, Mm -hmm. Is there things that you can build commonly across the organization? Do you use automation and technology to help enable you? So all of this to try to kind of synthesize the the routine work and help to focus on more strategic items. Um, And Jeff, I think another item is tech risk organizations are really challenged to add value back to the business and back to their internal stakeholders um and not just be you know a compliance organization or something extra that they have to do and so to really provide those those tools and methods so you know at the end of the day your your stakeholders go gosh you know this this really helped me you know think this helped me in my day-to-day job um and to add that kind of value you need um You know a lot the right skills right to keep pace and and deliver on that value proposition so it's no it's no tough tough ask um and actually jeff if you don't mind we actually did a webcast um this this past fall um we had over 600 participants join that webcast live and i'll share a little bit if you don't mind some of the challenges that were highlighted by those 600 participants Um, the top two challenges were cybersecurity risks, which I think we can all uh, we can all agree on. Um, but also the second top uh, challenge was around managing risks around modern architecture. So as the organizations are beginning to modernize, modernize their technology, move to the cloud, deploy new um, processes and methods, you know, how does the risk function adapt to those those changes? So just a few few things to highlight there from from our webcast.
0: Some, definitely some interesting topics. Mm-hmm. I was intrigued by um, when you when you talked about earning earning um, stakeholder trust. Yeah, and so that's that's always a challenge. Um, how would that be an active part of uh, a setting setting of a strategy?
1: One of the things that we're talking a lot about um, at KPMG and clients are coming to us is around what we're calling digital trust, and um, you know the bar is raising customers expect that your organization is managing and protecting their data, that you're protecting their services, that you've dedicated meaningful time to that. And so this growing pressure is leading to new laws. It's leading to additional requirements that, you know, whether that be a questionnaire or an audit, you know, by your customer, you know, a lot of effort, right, to respond to that. I mean, I'll give you an example. Um, In Europe now, uh, you have to actually um, if you launch a new vehicle, right? A vehicle has lots of software, lots of technology. When you launch that new vehicle model in in Europe, it has to go through a, uh an audit by the government. That's a brand new you know law that came out. And so if you think about that, it's like these these external pressures are driving you know regulation like like that, right? And so when you think about this strategy, some of the ways that organizations are, Some mechanisms that organizations are using is they're they're actively seeking out things like ISO 27001 certification, SOC reports, um, and even as far as establishing trust centers. So it's interesting if you go out and you kind of look at some of the the leaders and in the tech space, they'll have what they call these like trust centers or trust portals so that they can actually share this transparency um, with their external stakeholders, um, you know, an ecosystem of their controls, results of their DR results, transparency that maybe a few years ago, we would have never even imagined. How are organizations kind of building that into their journey? And, you know, what is their, what is their journey for building digital trust look like? Um, I, I, and it even goes beyond, Jeff, like the, the traditional organizations that, you um, We've seen in the past. Uh, I had a chief procurement officer for a manufacturing company give me a call and said, "Hey, Beth, like in the last month, I've had three suppliers not be able to ship products because of some type of technology or cyber event, right?" And so um, more more individuals want to know um, how you're protecting their services, their data, you know, how you work with them. Just a little bit more on that. That's a really hot topic that we're seeing.
0: What makes trust imperative to the lasting success of your business? You do. You understand the power of trust. Trust enables you to anticipate, embrace, and balance risk, transforming challenges into opportunities. It helps you meet the needs of all your stakeholders, aligning your efforts to do more. Trust empowers you to mentor bold innovation and gives you a solid foundation for responsible growth and sustainable success. Trust is your key to moving forward in a digital era, to take the long view and create value well beyond compliance. Make your trust imperative with KPMG. Learn more about the KPMG dynamic approach to risk, regulation, cyber and ESG. Visit us at read.kpmg.us slash trust. What would be some of the key challenges that you're facing? Like a person not being able to ship something out or mm-hmm. just just being stopped from doing things that they need to do or perform perform business functions?
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think there's um, you know, we talked about the challenges, right? But what changes are those Those challenges maybe driving? I would say um, there's a few prominent drivers, I would say. You know, one, we have talked about this like increased stakeholder expectations. Um, the second one is this push to transform the organization to move digital, to, to streamline and reduce costs. Um, and not only do the tech risk programs have to kind of respond to that change, they also have to look inwards and say, hey, you know, how am I going to transform my risk organization? Um, and then I would say a big another big driver is data and automation, because the tools have come such a long way. Um, there's such a high potential there to leverage those if organizations you know, put put in the investment. Um, and I think. The drivers for this change are different than in the past. Um, maybe because if you think about it, the tech industry footprint is really expanding into all industries, right? I mean, some organizations a few years ago would not consider them themselves a tech company that do now. I mean, for example, I have a client that makes axles. Um, and those axles were just a physical thing, right that that they provided. Now, with electrification, those have software in them, right? So it totally changes the environment and the risk profile. Um, I have another client that they make rail cars, you know, a hunk of steel, if you will. But now you can lease those rail cars and you can track those rail cars with sensors, right? From a supply chain perspective. So everybody's really, you know, moving towards being a a tech company. so it's it's very interesting. I, one of the things, um, Jeff, I'd share with you from our webcast that I found fascinating was um, 32% of the 600 people who joined the, the webcast said that they're planning to transform their technology risk function. And an additional 38% said they're already in progress with their transformation. So over 70%. We're focused on transforming their technology risk function, which was, I mean, I figured it would be high, right? But yeah, um, yeah. that was really high. <laughs> so um, a lot of people are up to, to, you know, making changes and transforming what they're up to in their organizations, which is great.
0: Do you believe that's driving the change? Because it's, it's, I could definitely see the change as far as, you know, the way they do things.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. I think that I think that the fact that there's just so much more technology embedded in everything that organizations are doing, you know, that's that's really, you know, one of the big drivers. Um, and it's it's tricky, right, because uh, one of the other stats that's really interesting is um the pace of change is moving so fast. But what about the talent? Um, So one of the things that came out in our webcast was. Um, you know, one of the key, two, two, the top two key things that people were planning to change in their develop their uh, delivery model was around um, upskilling talent. So 33% believe that they need to upskill their existing talent to keep pace with the change. Um, and another 24% said that they're going to acquire new talent and new skill sets to augment their team. So it's not, it's definitely, um, there's lots of, you know, areas to balance here um, because along with this rapid change, you know, you got to have the skills to keep pace with all of that.
0: Yeah, the challenges with the talent is always tough. Um, Mm -hmm. You see in the market, there's always a uh, shortage of talent.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I just feel like that's always, that's always going to be a challenge for companies. Mm -hmm. What parts of the organization would you uh, consider to be included?
1: So actually we're working on kind of a, um for a very big global company you know what does good look like from a risk uh, function perspective and you know we're kind of talking about like what's the core well the core is you know enterprise risk technology risk management internal audit um you know compliance so like regulatory compliance and then you have all these adjacencies right you have third-party risk you have cyber risk now you have esg that's its whole ecosystem right REG compliance. So all of these organizations, right, are, you know, in, in this ecosystem or in this world of, of risk management for an organization. And, um, you know, how do, how do they all work together? How do they all talk the same language? It's, it's no easy task. It's definitely no easy task. Um, but more and more organizations are interested or trying to find those synergies, right, and have a more integrated um, integrated risk portfolio. But I will say, I haven't seen one that I would say, you know, it's fully integrated, right? It's such a journey and such a task.
0: Definitely. So earlier, when you mentioned um, digitize
1: mm-hmm.
0: the organization, what do you mean, as far as um, digitize the organization?
1: Yeah. So um, many organizations are. You know still relying on manual procedures for you know performing risk assessments for doing monitoring um you know when you're doing things manually you might only do those on a very rare periodic basis right so when you're doing um you know a once a year review on something and you find something there's that risk has probably been there for a while right so when we say digitizing it's like how do you move the needle to and how do you move um, you know, more real time to the point of where that risk exists, right. And being able to identify things using data, using technology, um, to identify any anomalies or risks, you know, closer to the time of the event or it arising. Um, so some, some examples, um, include automated risk assessments. So we at KPMG have invested a lot of, um, a lot of, effort into what we call our risk navigator tool, which is allows us to take different frameworks. Um, it allows us to quantify risks using you know, financial information, using the different risk appetite information. Um, it also allows us to use external data. So if we're able to get geopolitical data or um, you know, geographic data, Right? how can we use those external data sets to enrich our risk assessment? Um, so risk assessment is definitely one of them. Control monitoring is another place where we're seeing so many organizations are very interested in, you know, moving away from doing kind of sampling to being able to continuously monitor control. So continuous controls monitoring is a very ripe area. Um, and then just in general, just automating your risk processes, whether that be having a, a GRC tool that allows you to have workflows, that allows you to do certifications, that allows you to do issue management, right? These are just some of those areas where we, the data, the tools, the technology is there to help streamline um, and and automate the risk processes. Um, And there's a a wide maturity that we see across the board. Um, But I would say most organizations are trying, you know, to further digitize, you know, and further mature in that space.
0: Yeah, it's always a challenge when, especially when, um, when trying to automate a ton of tasks, Mm -hmm. um, I definitely, I definitely know about that because when I was an engineer, there was, um, so many tasks that I wanted to automate. Mm -hmm. And, um, so what I did was, as part of the assessment, I kind of looked at what would meet the business risk Mm for, as far as as what we want to approach. And so with that being said, did you use some type of, um, analytics to have insights?
1: Yeah, analytics is definitely another element uh, of digitization for sure. So, um, and actually, we we in our um, webcast that we did, um, just as a little um, you know data point, 50% of the participants said that they're using data analytics effectively, which means 50% thinks that they're not using data analytics effectively. So, it is really a wide range of maturity out there. Um, and I think that sometimes people just get overwhelmed. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, how do I use analytics? And um, what I always tell clients and, and it, you know, organizations that I interact with is there's practical ways to use data, right? And there's advanced ways from a practical perspective. Um, You know, I had a client where, you know, going through the controls, it's like, okay, everything looks great, right? Uh, From an access management perspective, it looks like we're following, everything's passing. But as you looked into it deeper with data, and only with data would we have analyzed, would we have gotten to this? um, We found that, you know, every quarter when they did a user access review, they were having a spike in, you know, requests for removing access, like all the way up to like 40%. And it's like, hmm, well, this is interesting. The control's effective, right? But we're having these like big spikes of, of access removals. And basically come to find out through, you know, double clicking through the data, we found that this was, these were applications that were self-service. So people could just click, click, click. And people were just requesting way too much access because they could. And people were approving it. And uh, so the controls weren't working, right? So that's a practical way of using data to kind of root cause and look at the the risk environment in a little bit of a different way Um, but on the on the i would say more mature spectrum organizations are you know developing continuous monitoring scripts right and routines that you can monitor um, you know using structured data you can go from looking at something maybe once or twice a year to looking at it you know real time and identifying something you know right away Um, We're definitely seeing that, especially in the application development space, so um, there's new tools being deployed, um, you know, like a GitHub and how you can look at the configuration of your different development branches. You can use automation for that. You know, when you're developing an application, have you embedded, you know, secrets or passwords embedded in the code that you can easily scan for? Um, obviously in the area of identity access management, lots of ways to monitor using data analytics around you know user access act, you know activities, SSO removal and things like that. So there's a lot of data out there um, that can be used and it can be overwhelming but you know in working with clients I my recommendation is always just start small <laughs> you know don't don't get overwhelmed um and you know pick a few areas that you really think will add value and, and go for it
0: that makes sense and so the circle to circle back with all those different things that's going on why would the transparency be so important from a customer and a stakeholder standpoint and from a regulation standpoint
1: yeah yeah and i think this really goes back to what i was talking about right is that this ecosystem that we work with that we're working in you know, people want to know that they can rely on your service, right? Or they can rely that you're going to protect their data. Um, and so that, that, you know, raising of the bar is definitely driving, you know, new regulation, um, you know, that we're seeing, whether that be in privacy, whether that be with the new sec cyber security ruling that's been proposed that, you know, may, may come through in the short term where, you know, more transparency, right around your incidents your risk management framework. So um, the bar is definitely raising. And, you know, I think the question that a lot of folks in this risk space are saying is like, how am I going to accomplish all of this? Right. I It's the if the bar is raising, you know, I need more resources and I need to have a more proactive approach to all of this. So I think making sure that those conversations are being elevated and there's an awareness that the Technology leadership, or even higher than that, um, that these new demands are there, and um, you know, from a commercial perspective, it it can be advantageous. It can be it can be a brand builder, right? If you're ahead of this stuff,
0: definitely challenging. Anytime, it's always co- it's going to come down to transparency and, and communication. What are some of the organizations like? What can they do to accelerate the risk transformation?
1: Um yeah i think from an acceleration perspective um i wish i, I there was a silver bullet <laughs> right or uh, a magic wand um but we know that uh, and that, that doesn't exist um but one one area that comes to mind is and we talked about this a little bit jeff like with the ecosystem of all these risk um organizations is how do you pool together your resources and how do you look for those synergies that if you were to to make some changes or make some investments, how could that investment benefit more than just your organization, but others? Um, So that might be a way to kind of get more more resources, more funding behind what you're trying to accomplish. Um, For example, I had a client who wanted a new GRC solution. And um, at the same time, I had a separate conversation in the same organization with with the ESG team who was also looking for a GRC solution. Right. So it's like, hey, guys, combine forces. Um, And the business case is just that much more impactful to invest. Um, And. Yeah, so I think those you know, trying to find those synergies um, within the organization will be helpful to help accelerate. But I guess the other thing I would just say is just get going. Um, I find that. Even internally within kpmg it's like there's never a perfect time to you know launch a new initiative or you know transformation, but um, you got to have a strategy and what your journey is and where you want to go um, so just get going right and and start to chip away at that over time
0: speaking of uh kpmg what's the future of the technology of the risk point of
1: view yeah so um Jeff, we're really excited we're, uh, to launch our future of technology risk point of view. Um, I've personally been involved in the process to help develop this and can't wait to share it with the masses. Um, we canvass all of our client engagements and uh, summarize many of what our clients are coming to us to ask you know, for our help. Um, and in summary, really, the, the, the moral of the paper is the, the bar for technology risk organizations has been raised right? And we we talk more about that in the POV in detail, but it's a lot about what we've talked about today, right? It's those raising stakeholder expectations. It's the the business um, transformation that's occurring. It's all the new technologies that are, you know, helping to modernize the environments that we have to be responsive to. So, um, and then in addition to that, what we've done is we've highlighted some of our client stories. So, Examples of how other clients are tackling some of these challenges, Um, and you know, we find that a lot of times these are probably things that are on everyone's mind, but they're just not really sure how to tackle it or how to get started. So, hopefully, this POV inspires technology leaders, and also inspires some of our technology risk leaders' strategies.
0: Well, Beth, uh, I could probably talk to you this stuff. I could talk to you (laughs) about all day. I mean, I really enjoy it because. I mean, I've been in situations where I wanted to earn stakeholders' trust. Mm-hmm. But that's all the time we have left for today. Yeah. Thank you for taking time to chat with me. If you want to read Bell's full article, please click in the link below. I'm Jeff Champion, and thank you for tuning in.